everybody, to the F and M&M podcast NFL Draft Special. We've got a packed show all about the draft. We'll talk about new uniforms, our expectations for the draft, who we want our teams to pick, rounds in the books, who we're going to do. We're going to do that. That's all coming up next on the F and M&M podcast NFL Draft Special. How's everybody doing? Mitch Paula. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, it's very exciting to know the NFL draft's happening this week, and we're going to have some sporting event to look forward to and be able to watch. A lot different than years past, so I'm very excited. Only, what, three days away, four days away? Oh, yeah. And our other co-host, Frank Lippel. How are we doing? I'm very excited to see this draft. Pretty much this and the last dance is about the only thing we're able to watch right now. It's very true. Very true. All right, let's let's dive in. Uh, obviously, new uniforms. We got four new uniforms. We've got the Falcons. We got the Pats. We've got the Buccaneers. Uh, Browns. Yeah, I think those four. Maybe I've named five. But, Patriots. Uh, what do you guys like think? What do you guys think? Um, I guess I'll take the baton. I guess I guess the, we'll just rank them real quick. Um, I think the best overall set uh, of jerseys is the Chargers. They're just phenomenal. Um, I, I would say though my best my number one jersey I, I like out of all of them is the Buccaneers red. It's it just looks so clean to me. Uh, I I think the Buccaneers set's really good at number two. Uh, I, I like the Browns uh, more than I know Mitch Ballard, uh will tell you his opinion in a minute, but uh, I think the all white is really clean. I like the with I like the striped socks. Um, still waiting on orange orange something whether it's an all orange color rush orange uh, pants. I don't know why they just didn't release it all at once. Um, and the Falcons, I mean, it's not, they're not terrible. Um, the red and black combo, I, I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh, they're all white and all black are pretty clean, but just like the Browns had Cleveland in the front and they the, the they have Atlanta ATL in the front. I, I don't really like that in the front. Um, and then the Patriots were fifth. Uh, they didn't really do much. They just had that all blue. Um, and the Colts had a really minor change. So out of the the major four, I'd go Chargers, Bucks, Browns, Falcons. What do you think, Bala? Um. So I mean, there there was five teams that released jerseys. So I'll go this way. I'll say, uh, we'll start at the bottom. I think there's a tie for four and five. In my opinion, I because I think the Patriots have always had a nice jersey, um, good colors. You know, red, white, and blue, very American. How can you not like America? Uh, they. Yeah. Lighter tweaks and everything. Good-looking uniforms. I think the Falcons, in my opinion, actually had the worst. Uh, yeah. Like Frank said, the ATL in the front to me is a huge turnoff. In my opinion, they look just like the Jets jerseys. Kind of remind me of a high school football jersey. They don't strike me as a pro yep. football team jersey. Uh, Chargers far and away have the best in football. I think they had a chance to already have the best before they did the makeover. And then after dropping everything today, it was phenomenal i wish i was a chargers fan just so i could have those jerseys i did like tampa bays a lot so i put them at two i liked the grays i mean i liked all of them really i know frank you really love red uniforms so you enjoyed the red go bucks my issue with the browns is they're not new it's not it's not that i don't like them don't tell us you're releasing new uniforms if they're not new these are the uniforms we had six years ago i, I can walk in my room right now and get my trent richardson jersey that i have that's white and the only thing that's different is it doesn't say Browns across the chest and the Nike switches a different color. That's it. I'm better off getting my 
Richardson jersey unstitched and the new player stitched on. It just don't tell me they're new when they're not new. They miss a huge opportunity with orange pants and an orange jersey. So as a Browns fan, I'm very disappointed in what they released. Yeah, they go back to tradition. Our tradition's losing, so I don't know why you're going back to a losing tradition. It's just it's frustrating. I don't I don't understand it at all. Um, Chargers win the offseason far and away with their new uniforms, followed by the Bucks and then everybody else. I will say real quick, uh, before you jump in, Farnsworth, uh, I know the as Browns fans, Mitch Ball, we loved the color rush um, last year that just gorgeous, and they and they they they, tw- they tweaked those for for no reason. He could have just left those yeah. alone. They left the uh, the old ones had stripes on the sides, which I mean they just looked so clean, um, and now they got rid of that. So I don't know if that's if that's going to be their color rush. Uh, I don't think it is, but either way, I don't, I don't like that little change, but. You can go Either ahead, Farnsworth. Either way, Mitch Farnsworth, you can go ahead. I'd love to hear Buccaneers' opinion on everything that's going on with the uniforms. Oh, man, I, I absolutely love them. But I'm going to go with you, Mitch Ball. I really like the Chargers. The blue and yellow, down the, the yellow charge down the right leg. And then I'm not. I'm indifferent on the black, or I'm sorry, not the black, the navy blue with yeah. the yellow outline of a stripe. That's the I'm only not one. Sure. I'm okay with the jersey. I, I'm not sure if I like the helmet, the all-white, and then the blue. I'm not sure if I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not really a fan of that, but I think the Chargers definitely are the you know most clean out of all of them. Um, I'm gonna go with my Tampa Bay Buccaneers at two. Like Frank said, that those and Mitch just said uh, both the red is oh, just amazing. That 2002 so Super Bowl look is just that. I love it. It, it. it hopefully brings back that culture. Um, obviously with the news today, bringing back maybe more winning culture, but we'll get into that later. Um, the white, the all white looks good. You know, everybody's kind of talking about the pewter gray one. Um, it's okay. I'm, I at first kind of looked at it and I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. But you know, it's, it's okay to me. Um, but you know, the different changes to the, uh, uh, Buccaneers with the dark lettering on the front now, it's, uh, the really unique look going back to 2002. So I'm pretty excited for them. Then I would go with Atlanta. Um, it's okay. Like, I, my favorite probably one out of all of them is the red that fades into the black. Um, the, like, top by the shoulder uh, pads are more red, and then about where the pants, you know, are, it goes into the black, or the bottom of the jersey goes into the pants that's all black. So I kind of like that. Um, it, I, I've seen better. I do like always the throwback of the black with the red outline with the white numbers with that classic Michael Vick look, you know, it's early 2000s or, yeah, early 2000 look. Um, I really like that. And then the Browns, like Mitch Wallace said, it's the same thing six years ago. Literally, it, they paid somebody to do the same thing from six years ago and make the same jersey. So uh, other than that um, color rush that they made new. Um, and then the Pats, obviously, you know, not really a huge change. No one really talked about it, obviously, the red, white, and blue. Um and it's uh, so I'm okay with those, uh, and I think that's most of them. The Colts, I think Frank Little thought about the Colts made a very small change, but I think it was mostly their logos, and that was mainly it. So uh, I think that's it for the uniforms. Uh, so I think we're all in agree that the Chargers were number one. Yes, hands down. Chargers number one. Um, so yeah, I think they win the off-season uniform special. So. Uh, we'll go into the NFL draft. Well, it, the, it starts Thursday. Today's, we are recording this on um, Tuesday, so 
two days away from the draft. We, what are we guys thinking? You know, we got the Bengals picking first. Uh, a lot of talk about two and three about moving and up, uh, teams moving up and down. Um, what do you guys think? What are you guys looking for uh, on uh, Thursday night? You can go first, Baller. I'm looking for complete chaos. I've told you guys that for about a month now. I just want – I think this is going to be – in all honesty, this is going to be the most fun draft we've seen in our lifetime just given the circumstances of everything and all the mayhem that could go on knowing that people are drafting from their house. And, I mean, us three, we know every day that, you know, you're one car accident down the road away from getting your power lines knocked out. Next thing you know, you can't have internet access. So, yep. um, in my opinion, the best thing that's going to happen is – Interbury's Wi-Fi will go out on Thursday night, and the Browns won't know who to draft. Um, so I won't be shocked when that happens. But I told Mitch Farnsworth this a lot, and even Frank. I don't think that anyone honestly has a clue for what is actually going to happen for the first time in years. I mean, you've seen it before where you don't even need to turn on the draft for the first 15 picks because you know who's going where. After one and two, I'd say, you don't know what's going on. Are the Lions going to stay there and take Jeff Okuda? Are the Lions going to go linebacker? Are the Lions going to go off and tower? Are they trading the pick? What are the Giants going to do? Are the Dolphins moving up? Are the Buccaneers moving up to get a line? Is a team hopping in the top 10 ahead of Jacksonville at 9 to take a wide receiver? I mean, there is so many question marks about what could possibly happen that I love it, and I cannot wait to see what happens. I don't know what the Browns are going to do. I, I just hope they don't trade the pick until the night of the draft, until the pick is on them because since you don't know what's going to happen, you don't know what player could perhaps slip. If that is an Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, I mean, our need to tackle, but if a talent like that falls to 10, you can't pass up on that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. So I'll throw it over to you now, Frank. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of just in, in the same boat. I'm just looking for something entertaining to watch and hopefully the Browns can get better uh, Thursday night. Uh, like you said, whether that's Simmons slipping uh, to 10, which would be great. Obviously, uh, I mean, Mac Wilson and Taki Taki are, are to be determined as linebackers. I know Ball is a huge Taki Taki fan, has his jersey in all the colors. Um, but uh, like you said, Bengals, Burrow, Redskins, Chase Young, and uh, a lot of potential trades. Dolphins want to potentially hop up to three and get Tua. They have a lot of draft capital to do that if they do so. Um, Chargers could be quarterback. Um Dolphins are definitely quarterback. Lions, Giants, I mean, all these teams have same overlapping needs, so it'll be really interesting to see who gets taken. Um, and, and and for the Browns, I, I guess I'd say, obviously you need offensive tackle, but they've been linked to Trent Williams, um, so who knows, they could pull a, a deal with that and then go uh, to the draft and have a different need. Um, or they've, there's been a lot of talk they like Ursa Cleveland, um, the offensive tackles, so he'll probably be later in the draft because Wharfs and Thomas are the two offensive tackles most likely going to be taken first. Um, so the Browns could potentially fall back to maybe a, a trade with Denver at 15, um, still get the offensive tackle they want, and still get another pick, which um, if you get the player you want and get another pick, I'm definitely down for that. Um, but you gotta if you trade down, you, you better hope the player uh, fits. Um, so... Really excited just for something to watch, really. Um, what do you think there, Mitch Farnsworth? It's going to be an interesting draft, uh, obviously, with everything going on with coronavirus. Roger Goodell is going to do most of those first-round picks from its basement uh, in New York, so we're going to hear from that. But I'm kind of worried about the uh, system of how this draft is going to go. Um, 
I'm kind of worried that we are going to have a glitch because I heard that they're from a source that the first pick didn't go well in the uh, setup to the draft, I think, a few days ago, in which the Bengals pick didn't get, you know, in. So I'm kind of worried about this in the first time, uh, first way of going around this. Um, obviously, I, I think this draft definitely starts after two. I think the first two picks are, are a lot. Um, I, I don't see any changes there. And then I think three, it'll get interesting. I think it'll get really interesting at three. Um, uh, but... Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I actually have a. I, I want to say this because I feel like Mitch Bala would be pretty happy about this because it's going to make him right. I think Tua's going to slip in this draft. I really do. I, I, I could see Tua as low as. I, I think it won't be that far of a drop, but I could see Tua following, falling all the way maybe to 19, I would say. Wow. Uh, maybe the Raiders pick them up because they're there. Um, I, I would say uh, in my mock that I've kindly I've changed around. Um, I've actually got Miami changing it up. Um, I've got Miami taking Justin Herbert from Oregon, uh, taking that him the second quarterback off the um, off the uh, draft board. And then I think the Chargers are just going to pass. And I think the Chargers, if they can work a way of you know adding a big defensive player like Isaiah Simmons uh, huge for them um, I think Dolphins will trade five they'll get a Jeff Okuda I think they'll get the player that they want in the first place so I'm pretty interested to see how that trade will work out um, Giants I th- I've heard a lot of the Giants are looking offensive tackle uh, most of the people were thinking maybe you know looking at Isaiah Simmons I had him from for a few weeks with uh, Isaiah Simmons going to New York uh, but I've got sources that said that they were interested in offensive tackle. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting. Uh, these four main offensive tackles are, are going to be the talk of the draft and where they go because you know some of these teams definitely need one. I would uh, even my Tampa Bay Buccaneers definitely definitely need a uh, offensive tackle. I think to protect Brady. So I'm going to go with there. Um, I think the Browns. I think my mock. I had the Browns dropping down to fifteen with the Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to go with. Uh, I think there's interest in Henry Ruggs at the, uh, the third from yep. Alabama. I think they'll go ten. Um, I don't know if you guys want to go through my whole mock here, but I've got I've got a pretty good one. But you're all uh, right. The, I'm sorry. No, I say yeah. You know, I know it's a good mock. Um, I, I, here I'll just I won't go all in depth. Um, I'll go pretty quick here. Uh, Joe Burrow, Chase Young, or uh, your Bengals go Joe Burrow, Redskins, Chase Young. I think the Lions trade to Miami. Miami, uh, I think they'll go Justin Herbert. I think they're not sold on to his injury. I think Miami wants to go with Justin Herbert. He's the pro-ready guy, 6'6", big bulky guy. I really like Justin Herbert to be the second quarterback off the list here. Uh, Giants take uh, Willis Jr. from Alabama. Detroit uh, moves back to five. They get Jeffrey Kuda anyway. Chargers, like I said, will skip out on a quarterback. They'll go Isaiah Simmons. Uh, Panthers, they have a few choices. I think the Panthers are one of those teams that they have choices to because uh, they don't they, uh, sign Teddy Bridgewater in the offseason. Um, I could see them looking at cornerback. Uh, I could see linebacker if they want to. But I think the best player um, that they can get at seven that's going to be available is Derek Brown, a uh, big guy from, I think he's 6'5", 318 from, uh, from Auburn. So, I'm pretty interested to see that. Um, uh, Cardinals, I think this is where the 
Second offensive tackle will be going off the board. Cardinals need to protect Kyler Murray. Uh, I think Tristan Worf's Maya would be a good uh, a good fit there. 6'5", 322 guy, very, you know, huge, huge mental capacity for the game of football. Um, explosive off the line. He control, uh, totally grew in his three years at Iowa. So I'm, I'm very interested. But this is where I think the uh, Falcons are going to make a move up to nine. I think that the uh, I think they're going to go cornerback. So I think uh, if they need one, I think they trade away one of their or release one of their cornerbacks. So they need another one on the other side. Um, so I think they'll go jump up at nine with Jacksonville to get their cornerback CJ Henderson. Um, Broncos, I think they're going to jump up here. I haven't I haven't changed my mock yet, but I think they're going to change from the Jerry Judy. I think they're going to pick Henry Ruggs the third. Um, I think then Jets, I feel like they're going to go Jerry Judy because you have to. Um, it's, 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 that's a really wide receiver team, or needed teams right there, and those two, the Browns, Jets, Raiders, 49ers. I'm sorry, not the Browns. The uh, Jets, Raiders, 49ers <laughs> all need a cornerback for sure, or a wide receiver for sure. Um, 49ers, they just traded away, or I'm sorry, I think I traded over the Raiders. So Jets, I think, take Jerry Judy, and then the Raiders will, I think they'll get a steal with C.D. Uh, Lamb from Oklahoma. Uh, 49ers, I think they go defensive tackle to fill in the gap for um, uh, Buckner that they trade to Indianapolis. So they get an instant changeover. They take a defensive tackle with the pick that they trade their defensive tackle for. So I think Ken Loft from South Carolina will head there. I think my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that they fall to get Andrew Thomas. I think he um, he fits the system well, 6'5", 315 length guy, played both tackle spots, so you can kind of fill him in either way. And I'll stop probably at 15 uh, here. I don't want to go fully through this because uh, I know that'll take a little bit. But uh, I think the Browns, if you guys, I think this is going to uh, uh, be fine with you guys. I think Becton from the uh, yeah. Louisville. I, I think he's a really moldable guy. So um, I really, I'm, I'm fully for the Broncos or I'm for the Browns to go get uh, Becton. Um, you know, you guys, I, I think he's just so raw that you can you can make him anything you guys wanted. Uh, the seven foot wingspan. You know, you could put him on the edge, and you know he could protect those long arms. So I, I'm really interested in that. Um, but I, I just, I'm kind of. Yeah, but let's get in this next talk here. I wanted to know, do you, what do you think the Browns will do with their pick? And I'll, then I'll talk about the Bucks. So I'll go to Mitch Ballow first. Uh, or I'm sorry, I'll go with Frank Lipple first. About, uh, the Browns, what do you think? Do you think they stay at 10 or they jump out and take go back to 15 with the Broncos? Yeah, I think um, they'll, they'll probably scoot back. Um, if uh, the Wharfs and, and the, the Thomases of the world are, are taken before uh, the tenth, I think. Uh, I think in their dream scenario, Wharfs or um, could slip to ten. I don't see that happening though. Um, like you said, the Giants or uh, Arizona, one of those two will probably go offensive tackle. Um, so, if the top two are taken off, I think uh, you make a good selection there. If uh, Denver Lee wants to hop in front of the the Jets and the Raiders, who are uh, wide receiver hungry, obviously, um, and they they take Henry Ruggs. Uh, for your mock, um, I, I think a, a selection of Becton makes sense because um, you, you need offensive tackle. And if 
uh, Simmons and your offensive uh, offensive tackles um, don't slip. Uh, I think it you have the uh, could get extra draft capital and just fall down five picks and most likely still get your guy because the Jets and Raiders um, are most likely going to take wide receivers. Um, and then your only problem would be who who Tampa Bay would take. Um, so that would be up in the air. Uh, but th- most likely they, they slip down um, if the, the players, the top offensive tackles are off the board. So what do you think, Mitch Bala? Um, I'm going to, I'll say it now. I'm not a fan of Becton whatsoever. I haven't been since day one. I'm not going to hop on this train. Now the draft's close. I, I just, I haven't. So there's no reason for me to act like I have been. Uh, since day one, I've wanted Werfs from Iowa. I want that big, big 10 lineman, you know, the farming guy out in Iowa and Nebraska. Those are the big guys. I like Werfs. I know from talking with Mitch, um, is it Jared Wilkes from Alabama? Mitch, I love Jared Wilkes. I absolutely love him. Mitch, you're I high on him. And after talking with you and, you know, watching some things, I am extremely high on him, though the chances of him falling, falling to 10 are slim to none, in my opinion. I, yeah, um, I absolutely think the Giants will take him at four. I, I don't, I don't see him slip to pass four. I really think there's a better chance, in all honesty, that Simmons would fall to ten. That's not even saying the Giants take Wilkes. That's saying that a team doesn't hop up ahead of the Browns to take him. That's true. Right. There's some teams that are looking back there that are trying to draft or uh, trade up for sure. Right. So I, I'd say Wilkes and Werfs are my top two tackles. I'm not impressed with Becton if we have the pick at ten. If you have the pick at ten. And you know that's who you want. I think the Browns can all but trade back five slots to 15, flip with Denver, pick up an additional pick, and then take back to if that's your guy. I will not, and I will emphasize this as much as possible, I will not stand if the Browns stay at 10 and take Urza Cleveland from Boise State, or if they move back to 15 and take Urza Cleveland from Boise State. He is a second-round pick. That, that's all there is to it. There's a reason that you had not heard of him until the Browns, of course, brought him up. Okay, <laughs> that's all. That's all you need to know. Because before that, if I would have told you a month ago, hey Frank, Urza Cleveland, what would you have said? Who the f- is that guy? Exactly. Exactly. The only reason we know who he is because the Browns have rumored to like him. So of course everyone's looking up, like, oh, this could be a good fit. Like, no, he's not a first round pick. I swear, if they take him at ten or fifteen, I'll lose it. The, yeah, right. the mock I'm looking at right now has him all the way at 36. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So the most Browns thing ever, because Mitch, you've showed us before, the Browns have historically drafted bad at number 10. So the most Browns thing ever would be them taking... Or not, not the Browns. Overall, number 10 has not been great. Overall, number 10. But somehow the Browns usually are at number 10, so that doesn't help the cause either. And yeah, then, just never find the Browns at 22. 22 is not a good number for the Browns. Terrible. 22 is not a good number for the Browns. So either, which means we'll probably trade back twice, get 22, take her as a Cleveland, and it'll be worse than the Cam Irving experiment. It will it be it will be a baller-looking jersey, though. Uh, well, you hate the jersey, so. I, I, listen, I, 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 this is the first segment. I don't hate the jerseys. They're just not the new. People are saying they're All new right. uniforms. They're not new uniforms, okay? I'm They're just not. all right. Before we get too off topic, it would be cool, all right? Maybe. All right. Either way, I mean, I'm hoping that somehow Simmons slips. Like, I, I when I talk about chaos, I'm hoping that somehow the Patriots hop up there. There was rumors, you know, Patricia and Belichick are so close with Detroit and New England. The Patriots hop up and take somebody. Uh, I mean, who knows who else could hop up there? I mean, you look at Denver; they want. 10, but Denver could try to hop in front of Jacksonville, who's rumored to take a wide receiver too. 
just so they have the first option of a wide receiver on the board. Yeah. There's so much chaos that I, I want Simmons to fall to 10 so bad. And then as soon as that happens, I know damn well the Browns will trade the pick because we can't have nice things apparently. Um, oh, yeah. I, also, I, I know Frank is drilled over the scenario that will that, that has less than a 1% chance of happening of Jeff, Jeff Okuda falling to 10. If you're the Browns and Okuda or Simmons is there, you, you abort your need in the draft of a tackle. Jeff, Okuda is a need. But the first, and I mean, we watched it all last year, Frank. The biggest need of the Browns is line, okay? But I you mean, besides Denzel Ward, it's pretty shaky. Available player, and if that's Simmons or Okuda, you have to. You can't justify not taking him at 10 when they're a projected top five pick. I will say this right now. If Okuda somehow falls to 10 and the Browns either trade back or don't take him, I will find a new team to root for. I swear to God, I will not be a Browns fan anymore. Mark the Bucks are looking good. You can come the on this Bucks, side. Yeah, the Bucks, yeah, maybe. I might buy a red jersey, ready. man. Yep. There you go. All right. We go over to the Raiders. The Raiders aren't officially. I, mean, I will find a new team if Okuda is at 10 and they do not take him. We'll find a brand new team, and I'll be happy. Uh, but, I mean, I, are you going to be shocked if that happens? Because I sure won't. I wouldn't be times. shocked at all, but oh my god, like like just like the Browns, all they get you hyped up, they pull you in, and then they reel you in, and then utter failures our entire life. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but the last thing I'll say with this, and not even talk about the Browns, um, I've said it since I believe we did the much more football podcast in the fall covering college football. I personally don't think to it. Tagovailoa yep. is a franchise quarterback. I said it from day um, one. That's very true. A couple of work or workouts or physicals, Mitch. His score on the Wonderlick test was absolutely atrocious, and all of a sudden he's starting to slide down draft boards. I, I'm not saying that he's not a good quarterback. I, I want to say that I think he's he could be a very he'll be a average or a little bit above average quarterback. He is not a franchise quarterback. He is not Patrick Mahomes. He is not a Deshaun Watson like we've seen in years past. Okay, he, he that's not him. I think he's been blessed with the talent he's been surrounded with at Alabama. Uh, I mean, that line they have, you look at Henry Ruggs the third and Jerry Judy to throw to, yeah, I'd be a pretty damn good quarterback too if I'm throwing to those guys with a solid running game too. I just think yep. he'll be exposed once he gets in the NFL at first. But that could be the set for Joe Burrow as well. I mean, he's had one. We had his breakout year, but you got to look at the weapons he had around him. And I mean, there's a lot to be said here in this draft with all these players, and that's what's amazing. Even, even Jordan Love. He threw 21 interceptions last year, I think, but 13. I, this could be – I could be off here, but I know. Five of those interceptions were on Hail Mary passes at the end of the game to tie or win the game. At least three of them were tipped at the line of scrimmage, and I believe four were off his receiver's hands, not as bad throws as in as in Antonio Callaway versus the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night this year, Frank. When Baker Mayfield hit him right in the chest, and what happened? The, oh, I'll drop the ball and let it get picked off. So like, if I want to add add to the, something to that Jordan Love, um, also Jordan Love had to go with nine new starters this next year and had a new head coaching. So he's been through two di- totally different coaches in the last two years. So um, that's kind of the offsetting thing is his numbers are a little different, but he had he was playing with a total, almost a totally different offensive line, receivers, all this last year. So uh, that's why he's kind of it's been lopsided when you look at the numbers. So I just wouldn't look at that. Yeah, right. I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys, oh, I watched Jordan Love, because I didn't. But I did. I, I did. You, you I did. did for a little bit. You've done your research. I, but I did. There's also ways 
to look at things and know how numbers are skewed. I mean, when we debate sports arguments and all sorts of sports, you can say, well, the numbers are like this because they because of these scenarios. So, I mean, for people saying Jordan Love's a great quarterback, but then he's not because he has 21 interceptions. But then you look, why? I mean, all these debates can go back and forth. I believe they can go with every single player in this draft. I mean, Frank, you add, you, you're still just irate at the fact that Jeff Okuda didn't win the uh, best. Jim Thorpeward, yes, he was so, he was robbed. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on it unless you really want me to go into it. But, but that's because nobody threw at him. There's only two reasons you do not have numbers, stats as a corner. You either don't see the field or you're so damn good, nobody throws you the ball. And that's right. and that's it. I mean, uh, we saw it, it all year long with college football. The LSU, LSU's of the world, the Alabama's of the world, normally really good defenses. They were dropping 30, 40 points on each other. Um, and you saw Delpit get more opportunities than Jeff Okuda did because he shadowed everyone's number one wide receiver and shut them down to the point they couldn't even look his way. That's why he had no numbers. But uh, I agree. I just want to throw that in there. Um, I'm done, so I'm going to throw it back to Mitch Farnsworth now. All right. Um, I, I hear – or did Frank – did you want to say yeah, something? Frank, I think you wanted to say one more thing. Yeah. My apologies, Frank. No, you're good. I, I just really uh, – like running backs are so weird in this draft. Uh, like the mock I'm looking at at Tankathon right now is the first running back taken, DeAndre Swift, thirty, the last pick going to the Chiefs. Um, if you're a team that, that could really use a, a running back or even another tier wide receiver, T. Higgins of the world, he won't be the first guy taken. But he, we saw him at Clemson, a very talented wide receiver, and he, they have him mocked to go in the second round. So I think there's a, a going to be a, a really good uh, late to first, early second round picks that you're going to see a lot of trades moving back up if some of these players slip. Um, and the question I have for you, Mitch Farnsworth, is obviously we saw um, – DeAndre Swift quite a bit in Georgia, but we really got to see uh, J.K. Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor as, well, obviously we're, Mitch Ball and I are Ohio State fans and Jonathan Taylor being in the Big Ten also. Um, in your mock, I know you didn't you went through the first 15 picks, but who do you have the best running back and where do you have uh, him being taken at? Um, I didn't have one picked in the first round. I, I just think the running back position is not what it used to be. Um, it's I just think uh, I'm looking here trying to find running backs. I would say DeAndre Swift is a really good pick. I, I the Buccaneers. I'm I'm definitely following with Buccaneers. Uh, they need to find a running back to find uh, you know add another weapon on that um, on that offense. Obviously, as the plethora that they have now, uh, we'll get into that in just a little bit here. Uh, but I, I would say DeAndre Swift is probably the best running back. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is right there though. They, that guy's a three because I've seen him enough. Like you guys said, you saw him a lot, and I saw him a lot running all over Michigan's defense. So I had Damn enough right. of him already. So um, I, at least, in, if he's wearing this red, I'll be cheering for him. So um, I'd really be appreciate either of those. Jonathan Taylor is very underrated, though. I really love uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, and, and I will. I'll jump in. Clyde's Edward Jalair from LSU is another. Very talent, yeah, very, very talented. Much. I mean, these guys aren't like, uh, like the just for example, Saquon Barkley's of the world, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's top five picks. But these guys are really talented, and they are like going mid second round. So I think there's, there's just a lot of value if you if you have if you're sitting there in the second round, and, and these guys are still sitting there waiting for you. I've really, I, it's 
it's just the running back positions, like, not necessarily what it was. It was like Ezekiel Elliott 5, like, a few years ago. That was the main one. Leonard Fournette was up there. But it's just this class, it looks like mainly second-rounders. I, I, you could see the Buccaneers. I, I would not be shocked if they go in the first round and they pick a wild running back. They drop back and get a running back, and they wait for an offensive tackle in the second round. I would not be shocked. I, I think it would be a shock to everybody else. It's mocked them, you know, an offensive tackle to protect Brady. Uh, that would be a huge thing. That they're, I think that's necess- uh, necessity number one is to protect Brady. Um, Eclair, I, I, man, I would look to him at LSU in the national title game, a, uh, a guy that you could put him out in the slot, or not in the slot, but uh, out, you know, uh, passes out to the, you know, the numbers and stuff like that. So you can go uh, quality and catch the ball. It, it's just, it, like I said, the running backs, you could kind of, you know, it's very similar. All of them are really very close knit with all of them. Um, but I, I really do see that the Buccaneers could go with one. I really hope to get one of these top four for sure. Um, I, I'd be happy right. with a lot of them. Uh, Taylor, uh, man, running all over with like for Wisconsin the last three years again, running all over Michigan's defense. Uh, yep. <laughs> like many of these guys did. Um, you know, Dobbins and now uh, uh, Taylor did. So I've seen plenty of them. I'd rather, you know, one of those two. I always like Big Ten running backs more. So I I'm, I would go there in that way. But uh, I think DeAndre Swift from Georgia would be the best fit for the Buccaneers. Uh, if you want to, I think he might be there yep. uh, at 45. But if they're confident that they, you know, this is the next guy that, you know, Ronald Jones is, he's, he's, Build the gap there. I, I just don't know if he's the long-term answer for the Buccaneers uh, there. So, right. um, uh, let's see. Anybody else want to say yeah, anything? I'll, I'll, like hop, I'll hop in here again. Yeah, uh, go, ahead, go ahead. I do have a – we'll stick it to, like, Ohio State and Michigan real quick. Um, obviously – Why not? No, I'm just saying, like, the, some of the players that are in the draft. Um, I'll start oh, with okay. start yeah. with you. Uh, Donathan Peoples-Jones, obviously, I mean – I. I some people, are, uh, some of our friends, uh, Mitch Baller and I are friends, claiming that he's going to be a bust. I don't see him as a bust. I mean, Jay Patterson, I don't even know if he probably won't get drafted. Um, but, like, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones could be a very, really valuable pick uh, later in the draft. I don't know where you you have him. I guess that's my question. Where do you have Peoples-Jones? Because, uh, I, I, obviously, we were there um, for the Ohio State game, and, and, like, he was just locked up against the most – one of the most pro-ready corners in the country. But it's really hard when your quarterback's overthrowing for almost every route. Uh, it's really hard to judge a wide receiver that way. So where do you see Donovan Peoples-Jones in, in this draft? Yeah, that game, I feel like I didn't wasn't there at all. It was not a body <laughs> game. You had fun during the first drive. It was okay. Um, but uh, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, third round. I, I would say somewhere in there. Um, I think a good spot would be Detroit to stay in the state of Michigan. Um, they need one. Uh, they got Kenny Galladay there. Marvin Jones is a free agent after this season. I think they want to get another uh, a wide receiver in there. Um, I, it's, I really do like him in Detroit, but I think the third round. I, what I see the highest Michigan player, I have a mock that one Michigan player will be picked in the first round, and I think that's Cesar Ruiz, uh, the highest-ranked center in this draft class. Uh, I see maybe where the Ravens taking him at 28. I believe it's 28 if I'm not yep, 100% yep, sure. You're right, you're right. Check, but yep, you're right. If it's 28, yeah. Uh, 28 there, or I would say even the 49ers. I, I think they uh, 
they need a center need, I could go there too. Um, but I'm really interested to see some of these Michigan guys. You know, um, yeah. you know that six main ones will be drafted in the uh, this class. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, there is another Ohio State corner in this draft. Damon Arnett uh, was banged up last year. Played almost every game with a cast. Um, Mitch Bolano is very, very, very talented, um, but he, he, they have the mock. I'm looking at him late second round, pick 61 to the Titans. But um, Mitch Ball, we we watch almost every Ohio State game. Like sometimes Arnett looked just as as much good as Okuda. As it seems that crazy to see Ohio State corners really is uh, BIA best in America. Um, where do you where do you see um, Damon Arnett's pro uh, career going? To me, yeah, to you, Mitch Ball. Uh, so one thing I'll say is, you know, ESPN's been interviewing, you know, these draft potential top ten draft picks, you know, via Mel Kiper Jr. or Todd McShay, and they interviewed Jeff Okuda, I believe it was a week week and a half ago. It's my guy. And one thing he asked before is he go he asked Mel Kiper, he said, "Where's Damon Arnett?" Straight up, and he said that Damon Arnett is a first round talent, but due to not a whole lot of teams needing the secondary help. Uh, he has him going early in the second round, and I think that's appropriate. I think Damon Arnett proved last year He's getting damn tested good. every yeah. game, probably more than any than most corners in the country because of who was opposing him. Yeah, that he rolled his own. Exactly. I, I mean, obviously, there's there's the questions of of his size or speed or even durability of health, but I mean, the guy we had seen him play before, and even during his worst season, was when he was playing with a cast on his hand. Um, I mean, so I, as Ohio State fans, obviously, oh, why is he running out around with a castle? This guy's terrible because he's given up a third and seven. You know what I mean? So we're we're allowed to do that. It's just the yeah. nature of being a fan. I, I think Damon Arnett could very well be one of the top corners coming out of this draft. And it's strictly because of the coaching he got at Ohio State, the advantage of playing alongside Jeff Okuda. Don't forget, he was there when Denzel Ward was there, I believe. Yeah, early I mean, on. Yep. Another corner that's been drafted. I mean, you talk about the secondary members that come out of the Ohio State University. Yep, that's what I was just about to say. It's amazing that they are really BIA, which is best in America. And I'm going to be very excited to see where he falls. I honestly, in best case scenario, I keep hoping the Browns somehow he fall to the Browns. But yep. I don't think he'll fall to the Browns at 41. I, I would, I, I expect him to be gone by then. But hey. Like I said, I'm hoping for complete chaos, so there's always an off chance it happens, or who yep. knows. I was going to say, uh, Ohio State has had some busts in the pros, but man, if you're a corner and you go to Ohio State, you're you're just you're just going to be set up for for some reason. Ohio State, their DBs are always translate to to the pros. We have the Bradley Robies, the Marshawn Lattimore's, and they just keep on literally getting better. Denzel Ward was picked fourth. Okuda's going to set the bar again and be a top three pick. Um, corners at Ohio State, man, go get paid, man. Go to Ohio State. Uh, if I'm going to go, I think Damian Arnett, uh, Damon Arnett will be there for uh, the Browns if possible. I think he could be the 50 to 60 range or in the pick around there. So uh, I think he definitely could be there for the play for the Browns. Uh, I have a quick question, guys. If you were a GM right now, are you going to take Jordan Love in the top 10 or are you going to risk it on Tua Tagvaloa? Both in the top 10. Well, yeah, well, Love has been ranged from five to twenty-five. He's a very—he's one of these players that you know he could go, you know, anywhere. It, it, I'm seeing the range of five to twenty-five. It could go anywhere for Jordan Love. 
But I'm saying this is a very interesting question. Is Jordan Love the at Utah State? Is he going to be? He has a very large upside still. He can. He has. A, you know, he needs to be built into a system. I don't think he can be a starter. And you know, for another two years, I think he can build him up to be. Um, but do you risk it with Tua? Uh, is it you know enough of a risk that you've seen? I think I already know Mick Wall's answer. But um, are you going to risk it on the injuries of Tua, or are you going to risk it on a kid from Utah State that needs to be developed for two years? Um. I'll put it this way. I think that they both have upside. They, they do. They both have their risks. Obviously, I mean, with Tua, if he gets hit a certain way or lands a certain way, you're talking about Bo Jackson-type injury all over again to a point where he, he's probably never playing again. And then he'll be struggling to walk. If you want the best player right away, you're taking Tua. If you want instant – now, not, when I say success, I don't mean playoffs – I mean, the best stats, the best chance to win right away, it would be two, in my opinion. Long term, if you sit behind the right quarterback, I really believe it'll be Love. I really think Jordan Love, if he sits behind the correct quarterback for a year or two and is put in the right system to, to thrive with the right weapons and everything, and granted, you can say this for all quarterbacks. I mean, it's not anything new I'm saying here. I would go Jordan Love. And it, it, listen, I said it and I'll say it again in case anyone doesn't hear me. It's not because I don't think Tayo Bailoa is good. He is not a franchise quarterback. And I, the comparisons you can make to Love in some instances of his film and the way he throws the football, you can see the upside in him. But at the same time, you can see why he potentially could be a late first-round pick for some of the decision-making he's had. So he needs to sit, He needs consistency. Like you said, Mitch, past two years, two different systems, played with a whole different starting nine this year. On offense, I mean, it's not like that in the pros, obviously. You have some stability no matter where you are, even if you're in Cleveland. Yeah, barely. I mean, it, it's going to be different. I think long-term, looking at it long-term, I take love. Mm-hmm. All right, Frank. I, I mean, I respect uh, Ball's position. I, I just think it's it, it's incorrect. I just think to uh, as much more upside obviously you're playing the the risk factor of obviously like you said get, get hit one more time the wrong way and you could just be literally done forever um, but like we sort of saw in the Michael Jordan documentary he, he was going through the same thing of you got a 10% chance of getting hurt but you got a 90% chance of being good for the rest of your career obviously uh, it's different circumstances but you, you get my well, yeah, but here, the difference is Mitch two has failed how many physicals or workouts already Two. Two. Uh, that's what I've heard is rumored is two. Uh, but two are the top ten that, That's really different between the whole – I understand where you're going with the Michael Jordan thing, Frank, but that, that's where the big difference is right there. He's already shown that he isn't the same as of now. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I just think there's like uh, the two of magic when he brought back Alabama against Georgia. I think – I don't know how you could look at that and then look at uh, Jordan Love take uh, – Jordan Love tape, excuse me, from Utah State where he's – Probably not seeing that great of competition. Um, granted, he had a bunch of dudes in and out, but uh, I don't know how you could justify that. I, I, get, I get where you're coming from uh, with, with the with the huge health concern. Obviously, if you're a team in the top ten, even if the first round, uh, Farnsworth has two is slipping pretty far. So uh, it's a huge concern, especially if those uh, rumored uh, physicals are are true. Um, you know, it's, it's it's a red flag, but going off purely talent, uh, 
to his arm, uh, it's it just if he can stay healthy, that arm strength is just crazy. Um, and I, I would I would have to go to uh, Te- uh, Tagovailoa. Where would you go, Mitch Farnsworth, if you were the GM sitting there? I I've listened to Mitch Ball. I think uh, too much. I think I, I think I'm with him now. I, I just don't. I'm if the ankles, both ankles, the the hip now. I've it's. I'm worried one hit and I'm, my franchise is going to be set back another year. So I, I'm really worried about that. Um, I, I'm I've got one more, and I know Mitch Ball wants to get to his sleepers. So I want to. I one more thing just before. How angry would you guys be? Twenty three. The Patriots are there. They can jump up and they take Tua. I think it would be a. I think that'd be a, a pretty solid fit. Um, you know, uh, obviously when you're. In, Patriot, they're gonna have to kind of have to reset button a little bit. You're not gonna have Super Bowl expectations like you've had pretty much the past decade and a half, two decades. Um, so you know, I think that could be a pretty good spot. You still have Edelman, who knows what's gonna go on there with that offense. Um, but you're going to the best coach ever. So I mean, I, I, I think just off Belichick alone, that'd be a pretty solid spot for him. I I agree with Frank. I mean, like I said, I think that in the right system, he's going to be a, gr- a good quarterback. Uh, he's not going to be Tom Brady. I think that's a given, no matter who you are. And Patriots fans are going to be like, oh, that's the next Tom Brady. No, it's not. Okay, but if he goes to New England, you're surrounded with the best head coach in the NFL, and you're surrounded by a system that thrived for many years with Tom Brady and little to no weapons around him in some cases. I, You go to a place like that that has stability, probably the best stability in all the league, when it comes to front offices, and you put him with an offensive coordinator mastermind, in my opinion. I, I'm not saying head coach, you know, Frank, you have a different opinion on it, but he's in a mastermind as an offensive coordinator, and you let him work his magic with Tua. I mean, that yep. would probably be the best case scenario for any quarterback in this draft. Go to but, the, yeah, <laughs> yep, I completely agree. I, I, there, if there's one place you want to go right now, Granted, the expectations are probably going to be high because of who you'd have to follow up. You still have a great defense, too, to lean on. Exactly. You don't have many weapons, which I think could hurt you the first couple of years, but you're going to go to a place that's probably going to adapt to you system-wise and has a mastermind in Josh McDaniels. So that would probably be – it'd probably anger me here because the tool would probably turn out to be really, really good yep. if he's healthy. And plus, I'm just tired of the Patriots being <laughs> good. But, I mean, there's not a whole lot I can do about that. Very true. Very true. I, I would, I'm totally with you guys. You know, the uh, stability of that organization. You know, winning multiple Super Bowls in the last you know decade here, but or two decades and dominating. So uh, I would say the Patriots. You know, if they're there, if, I think if they see Tua slipping a past like once he gets past six or seven, and they uh, already gone. Or, uh, you know, Herbert. Like I said in my mock, Herbert goes to the Dolphins. Chargers pass on him, and they just keep on going down. I think the Patriots could be a very vocal team in uh, trying to draft up there, moving up and getting him. So, uh, Mitch Bala, we're going to talk sleepers, and I know you got to want, you want to talk about your sleeper so bad, so I am going to hand it off to you. When I, and I, I'm excited for this, and when I say sleeper, I don't mean like you just can't miss him. I'm This man has just gone completely under the radar, and, and in my opinion, I just I understand the season that him and his team had last year was not the best, obviously. But we're, we're talking about a guy a year and a half ago that we were assuming would be the number one pick in this 2020 NFL draft. And the, the way he played his freshman year, and that's why I think whoever needs a quarterback, 
you can potentially sit back and wait and then potentially take a Jake Fromm in the third or fourth round. I mean, Jake Fromm a few years ago, when he took Georgia to the national championship against a very, 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 very good Alabama team. And they should have won the game. They should have won the game, but let's not... I know Tua won the game, but that Alabama team was very experienced already. Yep. Okay, and Georgia held their own. Jake Fromm, a true freshman, takes them all the way there, beats out Justin Fields in the quarterback. Or that was the next year, I'm sorry. But still, I think Jake Fromm is being disrespected here by all these draft analysts and scouts. No one's talking about him, and I really think... I think Jake Fromm has a chance to end up being one of the top quarterbacks coming out of this draft. And he's not even being talked about in the first, second, or even, Mitch, maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, has Mitch. he even been discussed as a third-round pick yet? I would say fourth round. Exactly. That's, that's about what the mocks are saying. I would say fourth round. If you got him in the fourth, I personally think that would be a tremendous – like, if you're the Chargers, and you pass in the quarterback in the first round, to take perhaps a Simmons or build an offensive line, and you hit Jake Fromm in the fourth round. If I'm the Chargers, I'm very happy. I was going to say the same thing about the Patriots too. They could, they could, they could just sit and wait too. They could sit and wait and and save the draft capital and just wait to the third round or say. This kid is was was being talked about as Trevor Lawrence is now. I granted, I granted, I know Trevor Lawrence has had two back to back years, but after his freshman year at Clemson, I mean, Trevor was like, oh, Trevor Lawrence, the 2020 NFL. 2021 NFL draft is going to be the top quarterback. Uh, Justin right? Fields. <laughs> For the sake of this argument, Frank. No, you're 100% right. And after his freshman year in Georgia, it was wild. Jake Fromm is going to be the Kansas quarterback, and all of a sudden, he's dropped off everybody's radar. If I, I just think that he won't have a lot of pressure on him now, and I think it could be, I, I think he would be the quarterback that could slide that will have a chance to prove everyone they missed out on him. All right, yeah. to Frank. To Frank, um, I have. I'm going to go with the a wide receiver here, um, who lit up the college football playoff. Not getting the hype like C.D. Lamb uh, in the mocks. Not getting like Jerry Judy. Justin Jefferson out of LSU. Uh, I think he's uh, the mock I'm looking at again. And Tankathon has some. The Eagles going to 21. Um, I think he's going to be really solid. I don't know if he's going to be the best wide receiver out of this draft, but I think he will be a top three receiver uh, in this draft class. Um, and, and just looking at his college football playoff numbers, 14 catches against Oklahoma, 227 yards, four touchdowns, nine catches against Clemson, uh, 106 yards. Obviously, Oklahoma had, doesn't play defense. Uh, Clemson had some pretty good corners, um, and, and he lit them all up for the most part. Um, so Justin Jefferson, for me, uh, if you can get him – in the late 20s, if you're a, a wide receiver needy team like the Eagles, uh, I think that would, I think he'd be a really good fit for for a team that isn't going to be able to get the C.D. Lambs and Jerry Judy's uh, of the world. So it's over to you for your sleeper, Mitch Farnsworth. I'm going to go with another wide receiver. I, I'm going to – it's probably no one's really heard of him. I'm going to go wide receiver Denzel Mims from Baylor, a junior. Um I think he's an underrated guy. Uh, he has a good combo of speed, size and speed. Um, he leverages the corners really great, uh, really well. I'm sorry. Um, great stride. It's, he doesn't have the numbers compared to like the you know the Jeffersons or the C.D. Lambs and uh, um, 
uh, Jerry Judy's. But, you know, coming out of Baylor, you know, Big 12, you know, obviously defense is, a, you know, not a commodity in the Big 12 conference. But um, <laughs> he's a good blocker in space. Um, you know, He's got the full body extension, um, a great catch radius. I, I think, you know, he could be a late, you know, first rounder. I think he's on that second level of, uh, like, the wide receivers. I think there's four top ones um, above him. But I think Denzel Mims is a very underrated player. I have him mocked at 22 to the Vikings. I know the Vikings need a wide receiver with losing out on uh, or trading off big to Buffalo. So uh, I would definitely see the Vikings going there, or the Vikings uh, uh, going that way. Um a few weaknesses, release quickness. I got most of these from NFL.com and a variety of different websites. Um, uh, the routes kind of lack focus, which can be fixed in the NFL. Um, it, it, it's his size. For his size, he's a pretty big guy, um, but he, he's been bullied at points during in the Big 12 by their corners. But uh, I'm going to say he doesn't do well in contested as well. You know, he's a yeah, he's got the he's got the size and the speed to beat you, but you know, getting bullied at points is not great. Um, you know, being contested is not great. Um, the NFL, I think, uh, on NFL.com, the comparison was to Kenny Galladay from Detroit, uh, the Detroit Lions. So, um, I think he's just a quiet guy, underrated. I, I'm I'm really liking this guy. You know, just a quiet guy. You know that that little energy of always having. You know, you're the same. You're on the second level compared to the elite guys, you know, Lamb and uh, um, Judy and Henry Ruggs and all those guys. You know, it can be a motivation for some of these guys down here. Like the, uh, I, my second, I was going about to do uh, T. Higgins from Bunsen. I, I think he's got a great hands, long frame. You know, he's played all three wide receiver positions at Clemson. Um, he was also another guy I was looking at, but I think Denzel Mims out of those two are, uh, uh, I think that is the quietest out of there like a huge sleeper in this draft um anybody have anything last uh things about the nfl draft before we uh get into uh actually we, we had a few twitter polls that we put out earlier today we'll talk you know we'll see you guys want to talk a little about our polls and see about what? that stuff Let's swing it back yeah, to frank, frank I, got I think you have one more, oh, have one more point I'm one sorry. more one more little sleeper that we all saw uh slowly torture us not really fat very very fast receiver KJ Hamler um, has made some big plays all all his Big Ten career. Uh, now he's a, a true sleeper. The 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 mock I'm looking at has, has him all the way down in the third round. Grant he's going to be he's only five eight one seventy six, so he he's not going to be your, your number one guy, but could be a very good slot guy potentially. Very very fast, um, solid hands. So what do you what do you think uh, real quick, Mitch Farnsworth, about KJ Hamler if you could get him late in maybe the third round? scares me um you know he's got the four six speed that i'm looking on this um it's it's a tough one um reliable guy at ohio state you know effective in space Penn i think state. you could throw him in the pot maybe uh, really well in the slot you just need to progress him really well um mm, it, it's not, you know not sold on him what so you're not sold on him He's a late, you know, you get your draft grade by, you know, the best in all of football. You know, they are giving, you know, they don't just make up this stuff. You know, it's right. uh, it's a long, difficult process of, you know, the analytics of looking into this, but they've been wrong before, you know, especially a guy that went 199 in, you know, 2000. <laughs> but, uh, 
But um, you know, I think it's it, it'll be an interesting. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I can't really give him a projection. I'm not even sure. I didn't even look at the mock when I was looking at them. Um, it did what? Did you have a a mock on him? Uh, yeah, they have him. Round? They have him in the third round. I just see him as a nice little slot guy if you can get him late. Obviously, okay. he's not a, a top tier wide receiver in this draft. Obviously, because there's so many good wide receivers, but. Maybe I'm just because I, I saw him torture Ohio State quite a bit and a, a lot of the Big Ten. I, I just see him as a really good potential slot guy uh, that, yeah, that could translate I, to the I pros. Can see that. I, yeah, I can see that. I'll swing it to Mitch Ball about uh, um, hell here. I mean, I, for, I, I honestly don't know. I, I see both your points. Um, I. I know he torched Ohio State, however, I didn't do a lot of research on him or looking at him in the draft. I really haven't even thought about him. So, out of, I, mean, I, I can see it both ways. I mean, I, I agree with Frank, a late round pick to be able to just streak down the field. I think it'd be, he'd be worthy of a late round pick for sure. Well, yeah, because, yeah. you know, Hamler just did the same thing to Michigan. So, because we had a lineman or a linebacker on him, you know, who's not as fast as a 4 3 or a 4 you know, whatever he runs, so. Right. Yeah. Well, kind so. of uh, ridiculous. But um, uh, let's get into our Twitter polls. I, I think we want to, you know, we had pretty, I think we only had two, right? We did two? Well, we had two Twitter polls, but we also threw up the uh, preview of the show tonight where people could tweet back at us and, you know, give us some other predictions about what they wanted to see Thursday night via the draft. So um, why, why don't we just start with the actual polls we put up first? Um, we uh, had two polls up, and we'll start with the first one. The first question is, who is the best player in the 2020 NFL draft? If your uh, top player, in your opinion, was not listed in the top four, go ahead and comment below. We had no comments, so I think we did a pretty good job of getting top four up there. The options were Chase Young, Jeff Okuda, Isaiah Simmons, and Joe Burrow. Uh, Chase Young ran away with this right off the bat, winning with 71% of the votes. Uh, followed by Isaiah Simmons, 12% of the votes. Shockingly, Joe Burrow got 11%, and then one vote for Jeff Okuda. That was me. That I was, was going to say, definitely that, Frank. That was me. I just, I just had to show him love. Jason, Chase Young's the best player in the draft, but I had to show Jeff Okuda some love. Okay, I understand that. So now, um, same one when it goes to who's the top quarterback in the 2020 NFL draft. If you think it's someone else, go ahead and comment below. Uh, Joe Burrow ran away with this one, 71% of the votes. Tua Tagovailoa, 18% of the votes in second place, followed by Jordan Love, shockingly third place, 8% of the votes, and then one vote for Justin Herbert, which was, uh, I, was I don't it, know. Wasn't me. I, was that. I, I feel like the consensus throughout America right now is that Justin Herbert will be better than Jordan Love, so I was a little surprised by those results. I don't know. Are you Mitch Farnsworth? I'm a little surprised. I, I think Herbert's the most pro-ready out of these guys. Well, the, I'm sorry. Most pro-ready body out of all of the quarterbacks in this draft. Um, I don't want to, you know, step on any toes there. I think he's still <laughs> is ready, you know, he's ready for the NFL. Um, so that kind of is a little crazy to me that Jordan Love got a pick over uh, Herbert for sure. I, you know, obviously we can talk about the talent. Oregon's, you know, it's the Pac-12, and, you know, they struggle down, you know, in, against uh, Arizona State and everything like that. But, um in the most of the season, but it's still, you know, he won at 12 football. These guys are there for a reason. So, uh, but Jordan loves playing in the, you know, the whack and, uh, or the mountain West. I'm sorry. So, um, 
it's it's going to be an interesting one. Um, uh, I I don't get with that one at all. I, yeah, I, I really I, don't get that that uh, poll at all. I gotta yeah. agree. I gotta I, I I just see Herbert better than Love too. Uh, obviously, if you think two is the second best behind Burrow, I could understand that. But Herbert being the fourth ranked quarterback, I don't see that at all. It's uh, I, I, I listen. We all have our own opinions, but when it comes to consensus, I was pretty shocked to see that was the results for that poll. Uh, regardless of my belief on who the best quarterback is in this draft out of those four, or whatever. You're right. Um, but going to the next thing, what we did on social media is um, we made sure to tweet out that we were recording our pre-draft NFL show tonight. Um, so with that being said, we asked the question: uh, What should the Browns do? Select a player, trade down, or trade up? And we wanted people to tweet at us with what they thought. So going into it, we'll start off with uh, Sam and Steve Exotic at GoFlash69. He said, let's get our tackle if we are confident in the prospects. If we are not confident in the prospects, let's trade for Trent Williams. He's saying give up a second rounder for Trent Williams from the Washington Redskins and then trade up for Isaiah Simmons. Uh, Frank, your thoughts on that? Um. I don't see it as realistic. Um, I'll just say that. I mean, it's it sounds good in theory, but I, I just don't see it as realistic. Mitch Farnsworth? It's interesting. I, uh, I don't know if the Redskins would. I mean, you're gonna have to pay. Trent you're gonna have Williams to for just a second rounder, and you're gonna have to pay um, Trent Williams too. Hmm? I said you're gonna have to uh, pay Trent Williams too. So that's oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brown has no cap, but still in the NFL. That's, it. Like, you know, that's true, The but... thing with that is, you know, you've got a guy that's proven, though. I know he hasn't played because, obviously, um, the whole situation in Washington. So uh, that's the main thing you could get. You know, you're not sure what you're going to get in the draft. You know what you're going to get from Trent Williams in the league. So uh, I, I don't see that. I, I'm with Frank on this one. I, I don't see this one playing out in any way. Um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. Uh, we can go ahead and pitch ball. Next comment here. All right, so our next one comes from uh, follower Arthur Kinney at Arthur on Sports. Uh, he tweeted at us and said, "If Simmons is there, take him. If not, take the left tackle." And I that that's pretty much where I'm at. Yep. Um, if Simmons falls, you got to take him. If not, you stick to your guns and you take the biggest need of this team, which is left tackle. You got your guys' thoughts. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. If Simmons is there, take him. Um, Obviously, if he's there, you're going best player available. Um, if not left tackle, or um, I know he did, Arthur didn't say trade down, but if they like the trade down pick like we touched on earlier, uh, would not be opposed to trading down a little bit if they're, the two top tackles are not there for him. Uh, I, absolutely. I, I, I've, I've always loved Simmons. I talked about Simmons before in our conversations that you know he's played in a lot of different positions um, at Clemson. Uh, he's got the speed to follow, you know, some of these tight ends. He's, you know, a linebacker is not, you know, supposed to be doing this kind of stuff. But he's the best pass coverage linebacker in the draft. He's got rare speed for a six-four-two-thirty-eight guy. He's running four-three, so that, that's just unbelievable. Very versatile. Um, it's just going to be a big scheme with him. Is it going to be scheme fit? Um, so I, I'm. I really am high on Isaiah Simmons. I just don't think he'll fall back to ten. Um, but if he is gone, uh, you have to go. You have to go offensive line with one. If hopefully one of those four uh, offensive tackles that are highly rated here are still on the board for them. I, I agree, one hundred percent. 
So uh, we have about, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get two more replies in here. The next one, we'll, we'll do a, a hypothetical here. Um, and this comes from Frank and I's good friend, my old uh, roommate, baseball teammate in college, Brandon Ranky, loyal follower of the show. He listens to us every week. Shout Res- out, Rank. Respect. Um, so Brandon tweeted the show and said the Browns trade the 10th pick and Odell Beckham Jr. to the Washington Redskins for Trent Williams and the second overall pick in which they would then select Chase Young. Mitch Farnsworth, I want your thoughts first before we give it to Frank, the Browns fan. One, is this even possible? And two, do you like the hypothetical scenario here if it is possible? I'm not sure if this is possible. Um, <laughs> man, it, 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 looking at it, um, you're you're filling. You know, you're going to have one of the best, one of the best, if not the best, defensive line in NFL with Chase Young on one side, and you got uh, Miles Garrett on the other side. Um, that that's a scary duo right there. Um, and you fill the offensive tackle gap. You got Williams and Conklin that we didn't talk about last week um, or two weeks or whatever we talked last time. We didn't even talk. We about we talked about Hooper. We talked about all the other Browns free agents that they signed. We didn't talk about Conklin, which I think is one of the biggest for the Browns is get, filling an offensive line gap. But um, it, it's it's enticing. I just don't think it will happen for both sides. I. Looking at the Browns, you know, I don't. They're going to have to look at Jarvis Landry as the number one then. So I'm kind of concerned about that. Um, but I, I just don't see this one happening. But it, it's it's a good thought. I, I think uh, if if the Browns are not keen on keeping OBJ, I, I would do this in a heartbeat. Um, I just don't know. Man, that's that's a tough one. You're you're sending OBJ to the Redskins. Which will man that then they would play the the Giants twice a year. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be fun a lot. Yeah. I like it, but I don't think it's gonna happen. To I like it, but it won't happen. Right? Um, you know, I I I I wouldn't say I like it. Um, but I I wouldn't be a guy against drafting Chase Young. That's for damn sure. Um, but uh, OBJ was was hurt last year playing through the injury with the hip. So I I, I wanted to at least see him once. A hundred percent healthy as a Brown, um, but it, it would be tough because I mean it's OBJ man. Whether you have him a top five wide top five wide receiver in the NFL, top ten, um, like Mitch Farnsworth said, I mean Jarvis Landry is no scrub, but is he a number one type guy? Um, and then the Browns don't really have a lot of wide receiver depth. Hollywood Higgins is still a free agent. They still have not signed him yet. Um, so if you trade away OBJ, then a wide receiver becomes a huge need where maybe if you do make that trade, you could trade Vernon and somebody else for a wide receiver potentially um, or just draft one later on in, um, in the draft. But, you know, you know, Brandon, I'll, I'll say not a bad idea. If you get Chase Young in a Browns jersey, that would be the quickest jersey buy in the history of jersey buys for me. Um, but I, I want to see OBJ as a Brown. <laughs> uh, Frank, before we move on, I'll 100% agree with you. Uh, I, all these people that want OBJ gone because of his production last year, the man still had a thousand yard season. Still had a thousand yard season with a bad hip. Uh, him and Jarvis both went over a thousand yards, which I believe is the first time the Browns have done that since they've come back. And I, I for one, want to see OBJ healthy as a Brown. Yep. Playing alongside his best friend Jarvis, catching touchdowns from Baker Mayfield, um, maybe Case Keenum. 
But <laughs> relax. But if if there was one trade that I would be okay with him being involved in, this would be the only one. Because you're just, getting Chase Young. <laughs> you're getting Chase Young. That's it. Okay. That's it. That's it. The right. only way I'm okay with trading OBJ is if we get Chase Young. I mean, if you and if you get the hypothetical scenario of what rank he has here, I mean, you sure up your offensive line, and then you get the best player in the draft to put on the opposite side of Miles Garrett. Um, be yeah, pretty. Right. It'd be it'd be pretty good in theory. Right in theory. Um, however, I don't think it'll happen. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. We'll, we'll, we'll go to one more comment. Um, this guy, man. <laughs> this is my favorite comment of all of them. This we'll guy, man. To uh. To our loyal follower, Sam and Steve Exotic at GoFlashes69. Again. Uh, he tweeted at the show, Stay away from Okuda. I've never seen anyone more primed to be a bust. He isn't worth a third-round pick. Mitch Farnsworth and I are going to sit this one out. We'll let Frank go ahead and uh, voice your opinion. So, Frank, we'll <laughs> Yep. Uh, on GoFlashes69's comment about Jeff Okuda. See, like I know this is a good friend of yours, so I'm not going to go too hard, but... You know, I've seen some pretty awful takes in my life, but this this is by far the worst take I've ever seen, especially when it comes to this year's draft. Um, <laughs> if you think he's a bust, uh, if you don't think he's going to be worth the top five pick, I mean, that's a, that's a take. I mean, if I don't know what you saw that would make you think that. He didn't give up a more than one uh, a completion over 15 yards all season long. Didn't have one flag against him um, the entire season. Shut down every... A good wide receiver in the Big Ten and did a good, damn good job against T. Higgins and Clemson's uh, wide receivers. Um, I, I, it just like this might be the worst take I've ever seen. Um, I've seen a lot of worst takes. Like if you think MJ's the goat, that's a pretty terrible take. But uh, this is a pretty bad take. Um, and, and just to say he isn't worth a third round pick, um, you should never be able to talk sports ever again. Um, with with a, with a take this bad, you should really. Um, find a new hobby, uh, play cards, fill out puzzles. Because if you see Jeff Okuda as not even worth a third-round pick, it, I, I, I really think it's it's got to be a joke. I, I, I can't think he's serious. Um, I don't know, Minchball, is he serious? Uh, you know, Frank, I, I think that everybody when it comes to the NFL draft has their own opinions and takes. I mean, like I've said with my take on Tua Tagovailoa, it's different than everyone else's. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past – my buddy Sam to have this kind of taken opinion. I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I mean, um, at a certain degree, but then you're just getting ridiculous. I mean, you should have won the Jim Torpor award. Like I said, didn't give up one flag, didn't give up a completion over 15 yards. Um, and, and like we touched on with Ohio state and corners, they're only getting better. Uh, Bradley Roby, we thought was really good. Then Marshawn Lattimore came. We thought Marshawn Lattimore was really good. Then Denzel Ward came. We thought Denzel Ward was really good. Then Jeff Okuda came. Like, they were literally only getting better. So, I don't know if this guy's an Ohio State fan. I'm assuming with this take, he's not. I guess he's a Kent State fan. I'm sorry for you. Um, I don't know what you really have going for you. Um, but it, it's he, just, he does go to Kent State. He, he is a flash. I mean, just, I'm sorry for you. I'm, I'm sorry for he, you, he but... Uh, well, okay, before you keep going on this, what about his uh, – I saw that you did interact with him on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and he, he did clap back at you saying that your take of already uh, crowning him as an all-defensive player was a horrendous take as well. So what is your opinion on that? Um, yeah, I should say I answered his uh, with an, oh, my God, what an awful take. 
Um, and then he answered with almost as awful as declaring Okuda an all-pro before he is even drafted. Um, and, and, you know, like you said, I'm entitled to my opinion. I, I think Jeff Okuda is one of the top three corners I've ever seen watching college football, and I watch a lot of college football. Um, so, I mean, if, if the man stays healthy, um, Godspeed, he stays healthy. Uh, I think he's proven uh, w- with this college. I mean, I brought up all of his numbers. Um, he's just so good. I don't know what what you're seeing, um, and then your buddy Cole Skelly said couldn't agree more uh, with Go Flash to 69. That's just another terrible take, um, Cole. I'm sorry you think that. It's just incorrect. Looking back in two years, maybe even next year, if he uh, uh, wins All Pro this year, uh, who knows? But I'm pretty sure even if he gets it once, that means I'm right, and I think Okuda could be an All Pro at least once in his career if he stays healthy but you know i'm happy we, we got some people interacting with us at twitter um and follow us at the fnm and podcast uh if we do more questions like this again before the our shows but um to end it uh okuda will be an all pro um you know i backed off the hall of tame talk i kind of realized that you know that's a little outlandish but i will i i will say he will be an all pro at least one time um it obviously it'll depends where he goes um but you know, he's damn good. His footwork's beautiful. His hands are beautiful. He's beautiful. Go Bucks. Uh, before before we end the show, Mitch Farnsworth close up the show. I have two. I have a question and a comment. Uh, Frank, would you marry Jeff Okuda? Would I marry Jeff Okuda? Um, do I get some of his money? Sure. I mean, hey, Jeff, what's up, man? All right, all right, enough that. Um, I just wanted to say you know, thank you to the followers, you know, Sam and, and Cole. Brandon. We're playing tweets today. Uh, we have Brandon Rank yep. tweeting back at the show, and then Arthur Kenny tweeting back at the show. Hopefully, we get some more replies. I think this is something we should do, you know, before every show uh, with topics we're talking about that week. I think it's followers engaged, and I think it's a good way to interact with our followers. So that's all I'll say. And uh, I've had fun today, and I'll throw it back over to Mitch Farnsworth to close things up. Wait, hold, hold on. All right. You, ha- you uh, have to. Uh, was I right with my take, Mitch Foley? You're an Ohio State fan. Do you think Jeff Okuda is going to be a bust? Oh, I don't, I don't think he'll be a bust, not whatsoever. All right, I just had I, to make sure. I just had to make sure. Well, no, no, yeah. But, I mean, for Sam to say he thinks it's a third-round pick would be a waste, I, I don't agree with that. I I think is the best corner in the draft. I just think it's a little too premature to crown him. I, I'm glad you rescinded your Hall of Fame. I had to uh, take that back. I had to take it back. I realized I, that's a little too much. I, that one was a little far. Uh, the All-Pro, I could see it happening. I still think it's a little too early, though. Oh, all right. That's where I disagree, but it's fine. You don't th- you th- you think he's better than a third round pick, so I'll take it. <laughs> all right. Well, that looks fun. Well, I think we have one more topic, though, don't we? I think there was there was some news that came out today. I couldn't. I, I'm not sure if you guys saw it. So, I, oh, I'm not sure. I, I retweeted a few times. I'm not sure if you guys saw it at all. Yeah, oh, you're. Um... Always release somebody. Oh <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. I know. Um, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers have completed a trade to add one of the best tight ends, if not the best tight end in NFL history, Rob Minkowski, who was coming out of retirement. Uh, the Patriots had the right to him on this last year of his contract, which they had to trade to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay threw back a fourth round. Uh, so Gronk and the seventh, uh, seventh round pick from New England will be heading, uh, heading this way to Tampa, which adds another weapon to Tom Brady. Um, it's 
it's going to be, and I'm really excited for it. I was, you know, we got three tight ends. We got to figure out a way of getting OJ Howard. Um, you know, uh, if he's going to stay at two, or we're going to, you know, at the two spot at the tight end, or we're going to trade him. Cameron Brate's another opportunity. We have to, you know, have to move. I just don't like three tight ends on the roster. Um, but you got to have the future here with the tight end because I'm not sure how long Gronkowski's going to be here. And um, so I'm really excited. That was the main news I had to say about this. Uh, I'm really excited. Uh, I, I think we had it last time. I think last time we talked, we had the same scenario, which I wasn't, you know, totally into the idea. Uh, I didn't think it was going to happen anyway. Um, but I, so I, I think I said it was unlikely. But here we are today, uh, just a few hours ago, that Rob Gronkowski is going to be a Buccaneer and going to join Tom Brady in uh, Tampa Bay. So. Uh, this is the last topic. We'll I'll throw it to you two guys, and then uh, we'll get out of here. I will say, uh, Mitch Farnsworth, um, as the Cleveland Browns were the uh, 2019 offseason winners, uh, they won the offseason Super Bowl with the OBJ trade. Um, temper your expectations. Uh, obviously, you're getting two of two of the goats. You're getting the goat tight end and one of the goat uh, quarterbacks of all time. Um, I'm happy for you. Like I said. I, um, I, I root for your Bucks every Sunday, uh, if, as long as they're not playing the Browns. Um, I just don't want you to be like uh, Mitch Ball and I last year, uh, where you have a lot of expectations and maybe they don't they come they don't come to all fruition. But I'm happy you got Gronk, like you said, you, three tight ends on a roster. They're all starter level tight ends, so you're obviously gonna have to do a little uh, juggling there. Maybe trade one of them, um, but n- nonetheless, Gronk and um, Tom Brady team up once again. They both wanted to get rid of Belichick, I guess. So they they pick a warm Tampa Bay spot, um, and that's what I have to say. To Mitch Ball, Mitch, very happy for you, man. Um, as as a previous offseason champ, uh, I look. I'm happy to crown you guys as offseason champs. However, um, I I know what Frank is saying. I just that you guys aren't going to have to worry about falling flat. But just when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback and you pair him with the mind of Bruce Darians, who I think is a very good offensive-minded football coach, not saying head coach, but I think Arians is the guy they'll put all this together and handle all this, and now you get Gronk, who I'm a huge fan of, love Rob Gronkowski, put him with the offensive weapons you guys have, you know, you said, you know, you need to beef up the offensive line, get a running back, um, if you get a running back that's amazing on the backfield to catch passes, I think you guys are going to be very, very good this year. You don't have you don't have Freddie Kitchens, so that is also true. That kills me to say though, as a huge Drew Brees and New Orleans Saints fan, I can't wait to watch those games. I think those are going to be some of the most entertaining games, Brady versus Brees. Um, but happy for you, man! Congratulations, and the Cleveland Browns will go three and thirteen this year. Relax, <laughs> relax. Uh oh, oh man, three and thirteen. Uh, yeah, like I said, pretty excited. I think we're all excited for the draft on Thursday night. You know, I. It's gonna be it's gonna be wild. I hope for Mitch Waller that he, he gets his craziness in this uh, whole draft. Uh, I think it's it's gonna be a fun one. I think on Thursday night at eight o'clock, it's gonna be a new system. You know, it's gonna be something different. We're gonna see. Hopefully, it doesn't go terribly like trying. You know, someone you know train like gets you know hacks into the system and the Bengals take like take uh, you know somebody you know. They jump and take uh, somebody Love. in the fourth round or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or they trade it to New England somehow. The Patriots got some inside yeah, knowledge on that stuff. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for us on the FNM and M podcast NFL draft special. We'll see you guys hopefully next week. We're, we're trying to get more consistency with this. So uh, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully. <laughs>